Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Love you guys so much. I'm excited about this show. It's going to be a little bit different. I want to take my time talking through this show because I think this is something that is missed when it comes to prayer. We look at prayer as us talking to God, giving him our request. But today I'm going to talk about the haven of prayer. Y'all know I named my daughter. Haven. It's going to be a special topic for me today. We're going to get to that in just a second. I want to say thank you guys for listening. Oh my goodness. Mama's been traveling all over the country, Dan. We have been everywhere. And uh, we did some really, really cool ministry. I went to this church in Mississippi. Y'all been traveling for, oh my goodness. I don't even know how long. Started, started actually getting hired to speak probably 15 years ago. And um, this church that we went to was, I'm looking at Dan, like I'm talking to Dan because I need someone to tell this to. It was probably top five to top three most hospitable churches I have ever been to. We showed up. There was like a welcome, there was a welcome basket first in our car when they picked us up. Then there was a welcome basket for me and Cassie because Cassie travels with me in our um, hotel room. We got to it was like one thing after another. They I mean, it was just you talk about being hospitable. Um, it, It was it was really beautiful. It moved me deeply to watch the spirit of this church serve. And I would, I always take on the position I am there to serve you. So I was trying to serve them and they were trying to serve. It was just, it was really, really cool. But anyway, we've, we've done some amazing ministry. I wanted to, t- I don't say this very often, but I have been prompted by multiple people to say this. And I'm a little bit like, uh, I kind of don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, because they're making me, um, I am, I actually travel around and speak a lot. Um, and I don't say that a lot from the radio show. I really don't know why. Uh, but I would love, they, they have told me I need to say this. I would love to come to your event. If you are listening to the show, your conference, whatever it is, you can send us a direct message and we'll contact you, get you in contact with the right people. But speaking is one of those things that I, um, that's what, how I started. That's how I started off, you know, and I'm speaking to people I don't see. I'm speaking to you today and me and you. <laughs> Uh, but I would love to come to your event and speak. We are booking now for 2020. No more dates available for 2019, but 2020, there's some available for you. And I would love to do that. I think, um, over the year, it's always nice to kind of go back to how you started. And, um, I, I just really feel like the Lord is, is telling me to, uh, focus on that, um, in 2020, 2020, don't we feel like that's going to be a big year, Dan? 2020. (laughs) I just felt like 20 plus 20 is 40 and 40 is such a big, and I'm going to be 40 in 2020. I know what are we, what's going to happen? Who knows? Jesus is going to come back. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, I would love to come to your event. Also release my third 
third book, baby, Gangster Prayer in July. And y'all, uh, the stuff, the just the messages that we have gotten from you and me very specifically, my team sends me all the really encouraging messages and stuff have blown me away. It does not play, you guys. It does not play. It, uh, you know me, I'm a straight talker. Go pick that up. If you're feeling like, nah, prayer is boring. Well, I want to slap you around a little bit with my book. Um, It is not boring. It is the most, I mean, invigorating, energizing thing that we get to do. We get to do. Um, Go pick it up, Gangster Prayer. I was in Barnes & Noble the other day. I hadn't had a chance to go to a bookstore to actually see a physical copy of it in the bookstores. And I went to Barnes & Noble and they were carrying six. They had six of them. And that real estate and bookstores, like, that ain't no joke. Like, I mean, Barnes and Noble, like, that was like, you know, every time I see one of my books in the bookstores, I cry, like, every time. And I have every one of my kids say, you know what mommy had to go through to get here, you know, you know. It's just, it's so humbling. Anyway, um, that's what I want to talk about a little bit. A little bit of a different angle that's not in Gangster Prayer is the Haven of prayer. And that's what we're going to talk about um, today. The haven, the haven of prayer. And I kind of want you to go in your mind. Now I came out of it. You guys know my story. If you have been listening to the show, we got a brand new uh, listener as of last week, Dan, uh, we heard from them. Yeah, they, it was, uh, I love it to hear from these people. They're like, I didn't know who this girl was. And I turned her up and then she, uh, she might've wanted to turn me down. But anyway, um, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know, my story. Okay. And even, uh, you know, that I've come through a, a, a bad marriage, but, but I will tell you this, this idea of the haven of prayer applies so relevantly today because I feel like today there are not many places that we can go that we are not exposed, that we're not vulnerable, that we're not letting people's opinions affect us. We are losing the gift of the haven, okay? Um, Social media, just plain and simple, is not a haven. My, I actually was talking to my mom the other day, and we had a lot of trolls on my social media last week, like 10. We had to, we had to use the block thing a lot. And they were just kind of coming at me for whatever. Like, like P.S., I know I have blonde hair, y'all. I know. I know that. <laughs> I know I have big lashes. Am I going to change for you? No, because if I changed for every criticism that I had, um, I would morph into a person I was not. I refuse. I know I know the freedom that I have in Christ. Uh, anyway, that was a slight tangent. Maybe some of those trolls are listening today. We love you in Jesus name. Um, but I, I, but I have to say, I was, t- I was uh, discussing some of this with my, my mother and she said, you're too vulnerable right now. You've poured out a lot. And this is my mom. This is like, you know, talk I have on Friday mornings. That's my weekly call with my mom. You need to take a step back. You need to close some of these voices off. And as she was talking, it it was, it was wisdom, definitely wisdom, but it, it just spurred in me that we do not have the haven of quiet very much anymore. 
Everyone has social media accounts. You post a picture. It is open for criticism, whether they comment criticism on your picture or whether they don't. It is open for criticism. I'll, I'll post the cutest pictures of my kids. And you know what? It, I'll get a criticism like you dress them too well. I, it's so ridiculous. We have lost this idea of haven. But I want to take you to a place that um, there will always be a haven for your soul. Years ago, I struggled a lot and I can, I can actually um, get in this place. Now, I haven't been there in a long time, but um, when I get really busy, uh, just my personality type, um, I'm fine on the outside, like, you know, all uh, knotted up on the inside type of thing. Like if you came up to me, I'd be like, I'm fine. Everything's great. Um, but inside, you know, I could feel myself developing an ulcer. Uh, I struggled with anxiety for so long. And even sometimes you, my I, I, being alone was not a haven because I had to be alone with myself. And I struggled so deeply with anxiety. And this is kind of when I developed this idea of the haven of prayer. I want to take you to Psalm 18. One of, I will say, I have several Psalms that I go to on a regular basis, but this Psalm has freed me so much. Um, it, it Just uh, light bulb after light bulb after light bulb. And I want to, you to let this Psalm wash over you today, who you're thinking, maybe you're in a bad marriage like I was, and you, you don't live in a home that is a haven. Maybe your life is chaotic right now, and you've got financial bills, and you've got stresses, and maybe your marriage you every time you see who you are married to, um, it causes distress because your marriage is not where you want it to be. You're, you're in a bad marriage. OK, maybe you're struggling with anxiety. You just can't seem to find peace anywhere. Let this verse what these verses wash over you. Psalm 18 says this. I love you. Oh, Lord, my strength, my strength. Sometimes we're not strong and we have to understand that, that, that he is your strength. Clearly, David, King David understood that. Listen to this. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield, my shield. He is my shield. Your attitude is not your shield. Your money is not your shield. God is your shield. And the horn of my salvation, he is my strong hold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And I am saved from my enemies. Listen to this. I love how David just gets gangster. Like this is this is this is why I can't accept like the cushy, fluffy, Jesusy, lammy, gracy talk all the time because I this is how I have felt a lot in my life. He says this in Psalm 18:4, the cords of death encompassed me. 
I feel the cords of death. I feel myself getting strangled. I feel the threat of the enemy. I feel the danger that I'm walking in. I, I feel this addiction. It has got me so incredibly strong. The cords of death has, they're all around me. Everything is all around. I feel the walls closing in on me. I feel the anxiety keeping me from, from any sort of peace whatsoever. I feel it. And David saying this out loud always ministers something to my spirit. Because I have felt this way a hundred times, maybe even more. The cords of death have encompassed me. And the torrents of ungodliness terrified me. King David, the guy that went, that, that, that uh, fought Goliath, uh, the guy that went and, and uh, you know, they even made a song about Saul had slain a thousand, David, 10,000. Uh, the people uh, in Israel made a song about David and his bravery and how amazing he was. And here he's telling me in Psalm 18:5, the, uh, 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 the to- I'm sorry, the torrents of ungodliness terrified me. We put him on such a pedestal and he should be man after God's own heart. But he dealt with things that we deal with on a regular basis. Number five says this, the cords of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me in my distress. I called upon the Lord And cried to my God for my help. And listen to this, y'all. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry for help before him came into his ears. Listen, listen here. Then the earth shook and quaked. And the foundation of the mountains were trembling and were shaken because he was angry. He heard my cry. He know he knew I was terrified. He knew that uh, that I felt pressed on every side. He saw, he heard, he knew and it made him angry. And the foundations of the mountains were trembling and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went forth out of his nostrils and fire from his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew and sped upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place, his canopy around him. Stay with me now. This is so incredibly good to the point I'm about to make. Darkness of waters, thick clouds of the skies from the brightness before him past his thick clouds, hailstones, and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them And lightning flashes in abundance and rooted them. Then the channels of water appeared and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke. At the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me 
from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. I could go on and on and on, but I want you to understand this. David, King David, found the secret. King David, who um, was assaulted by Saul, was hunt- he was hunted like a, a bear in the woods, like a deer. He was hunted by Saul. All Saul wanted to do was to kill him because of uh, jealousy. Then he, he, uh, he arose to the throne and, and took the throne once Saul was killed. And then that ushered in a whole nother uh, list of problems for him. He is saying this. There is no haven around me. I don't see a haven around. There's not a safe place. And that's the culture that we live in. There's not a safe place to our souls. But he found the secret. The secret to the haven for your soul lies in your time with the Lord in prayer. So many times. I've sat early in the morning in my, uh, wherever I am, (laughs) hotel room, bedroom, outside when it's nice and not 105 degrees in Dallas. I've sat out there. No one was welcome. My phone was not welcome. Even my children during that time of the day. They're they're, I love them. If they come in, I'll usher them back in to do something inside the house. They're not welcome because I know in the, in the, in the world that we live in, I must have a place where I am safe, where there is a God that I can engage, that I can tell everything I'm thinking to and not be criticized, not be vulnerable because I think that he's going to come at me. I need the haven of prayer that I can go where there are no enemies. There is no interruption. There is no distraction. I'm right there with Jesus. And his love is affirming, confirming, speaking his presence no matter what the day holds or what the day before has held, his pre- you can find joy in the haven of the presence of the Lord. And we are allowing the world in. And when we don't take time to engage in a safe haven of prayer, we are keeping joy out. We're keeping love out. We're keeping things that our soul desperately needs to thrive out when we forego the privilege it is to sit in the presence of the Lord. There have been times I, I, I will say, uh, um, over the years that we, my husband and I, our family, our, our family, you know, it's not just me that goes through. It's not just me and my husband that goes through things. A lot of times it's our family because our kids can kind of sense when there's 
something stressful happening in the home, even though we don't tell them, you know, they're not stupid. Well, I've gone and secluded myself, isolated myself. My husband and I have gone and isolated ourselves and we've just sat. Not saying anything. Because it's amazing how the spirit of God (laughs) is our great intercessor. He knows. But I can go sit. I can go on a walk. There's a place I like to go in Dallas that no one's found yet. And so there was actually one guy that was uh, driving by the other day um, that I was like, hey, this is my spot. But, you know, I don't blame him for being there because it's so serene. I can go sit there. And I don't even have to say anything. But yet ask for the haven of the spirit of God in prayer to meet me there. And I find full and total, utter acceptance right there. We need this, you guys. The church needs this. David found the secret. This is the secret of a life that carries on, of a life that doesn't give up, of a life that has lo- that long suffering is a part of it. This is the secret. When you are struggling in your marriage, you think all I want to do is get out. Go separate yourself. Get alone with the Lord. Find assurance, affirmation, love, and the presence of the Lord. Ask him to direct you. Open his word. Um, ask the spirit of God to speak to you through that. And there is an acceptance that you will find that you will not find anywhere else. This was the secret to curing uh, severe anxiety. And I know there are so many different ways, you know, um, that you, that, that, that we try to manage anxiety. But for me, when I realized I could sit in the presence of the Lord and I didn't have to fear, he fought my fear for me. I could sit in the presence of the Lord and be stabilized on his word and let his word wash over me. I found myself. Now, it didn't happen immediately, but I found myself after day after day after day sitting in the presence of the Lord, just soaking it in. Now, it doesn't have to be for 10 hours, you guys. It can be for 10 minutes, moms. I know I got four kids and six jobs. I totally understand what a busy life is like. But there is something that the presence of the Lord and the the haven of prayer can do for you that I'm telling you, years of counseling cannot do for you. And I know that because it it happened for me. Now, is counseling bad? No, I've been to counseling myself. It is incredible. Both of my parents are counselors. But let me tell you something. You need to engage this practice regularly in your life. Once I did this day after day after day, I I started noticing a change. I started noticing that day after day after day, I would release my anxiety little by little. Now, it took me years to build up and it took me years to um, uh, develop all of these knots inside of me. It took it took me years of saying the stupidest line ever, which actually Cassie and I talk about a lot these days. It's OK. I'm OK. Everything's fine. It took me years and years of hiding how I was actually feeling to um, unwind all of those lies. I'm okay. I'm okay. When I wasn't okay, I'm fine. I'm I, everything's going to be okay. It took me years to get there. 
But understanding that every single morning that I sat with the Lord in the haven of prayer, I found peace allowed me to release a little bit of that anxiety. I would sit there. Lord, I have 30 minutes. That's all I have. Take it and use it. Speak to me through your word. Let me feel your presence. And then I would find myself not being able to wait, being so excited about the next morning that I could sit there. And before I knew it, anxiety wasn't a struggle for me anymore because there was a place that I could go that I was safe. The presence of the Lord, truly, I found the fullness of joy where the spirit of the Lord is. The word says, there is liberty. And I wonder today if I am speaking to you. You don't have a safe place. Your home isn't safe. Maybe it's crazy like mine. You don't have a haven. Your marriage isn't safe right now. You need a place where you can go where everything can be calmed. That place is prayer. I want you today, I'm going to give you a call to action today. If this is you and I'm speaking to you and I know that I am. I want you to pick up Psalm 18. I want you to read it. And I want you to find in the Lord's presence, you have an advocate. You have a father. You have a friend. You have a savior. You have the prince of peace. You have a counselor all wrapped in to one. And I want you to sit in that and find great strength in that moment. I love you guys so much. I will see you tomorrow right back here on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.